Hello, everyone, and welcome back, or thank you for joining us if it's your first time. This is the MindWealth Podcast, and my name is Chelsea. Get ready to sit back, relax, and unwind while we chat about all kinds of things. Today, we're going to be chatting about negativity bias, the power of celebrating small wins in our lives, and the neuroscience behind why it works. So let's get into it. Small Move, Big Change is a book by Carolyn Arnold. In it, she speaks about neuron clusters in our brain and how they help us achieve our goals. There is a grouping in our brain of four neurons. The first two types control active initiative, which is our ability to start something, and willpower. The two action neurons share a bundle with the problem-solving and decision-making neurons. When we take action, we activate our ability to find the best actions to take next by increasing the usage of all these neurons firing together. Understanding that these neurons are linked helps us to understand why willpower isn't enough on its own. The fact that these four heavy hitters, willpower, activation of initiative, decision-making, and problem-solving, are all linked together, which means they all pull from the same energy source. And in sharing the same resources, all drain the pool at the same time. So, if you're going about your day, things like decision fatigue all pull from the same pool, making willpower a lot less easy to listen to. This is why sticking to New Year's resolutions is so difficult, and why celebrating small wins is so important. As our ability to complete small tasks only takes up a minimal amount of energy, it is much easier to check those things off our list and help us replenish our pool. Another way that we conserve energy in our body is to use what you might call autopilot. It helps us to save energy by streamlining things that we would do without having to think about them. You might call them habits, or you might call them routines, both good and bad, that you already possess because you've done them so much, it's like second nature. Autopilot also helps us to resist change and do things that we have always routinely done. And that's why it's hard to break bad habits, because it would take energy from the pool that we would then have to replenish. So I'm going to ask you to reframe the way you think as you continue down your path of self-improvement or diet and exercise or learning new skills, whatever it is. Try attaching it to a habit that you already do daily. Maybe you brush your teeth every morning when you wake up. Start by putting a cup next to your toothbrush and seeing that cup every morning. Then perhaps you fill the cup at the start of your toothbrushing and drink it before you brush. Now you've drank a glass of water. This simple act of drinking a glass of water before you brush your teeth could lead to a ton of other benefits, like clearer skin, eating less, or regulating your hunger. And it was just one easy, simple task to add to something that you already do that leads you into, you know, maybe adding another. My first simple task was when I got out of bed to get dressed for the day, I would turn around and make my bed first, which has turned into a lot of other simple tasks added to my day, that are in the process of changing my life. If you cannot drink a full glass of water, drink half. If you cannot make your bed, straighten your pillows. If you can't do a full workout, do 10 minutes. It's not necessarily about completing the whole task you put out there for yourself. It might be too big. It is about doing what you can and being proud of yourself for doing that much, for taking that action. Then, as you're looking back to it the next time you go to perform the task, you know you can do that small task. Great. Now, we have to do it consistently. Turn it into a habit by reminding yourself that the little wins are important, and it will help you get to those bigger goals. Now, while I do my research, sometimes I listen to TED Talks, 
And in one that I was listening to for this episode, the speaker, Dr. Philip Kim, spoke about intentional accountability. Now, this can be done in a lot of ways, but the way that he referenced was him and a group of his friends got together once a month and talked about updates on their goals. They were being intentional in their accountability to one another to keep them working and taking steps towards their dreams that they wanted to get accomplished. Thus, they had the most successful three years of their lives, just by checking in once a month. What could intentional accountability mean to you? Well, it could be as simple as giving yourself a high five for completing a task that you've been putting off. It could be as simple as checking off a box on your to-do list. Being intentionally accountable means that you reward yourself for the small wins you make in ways that allow you to feel good about yourself and help you to continue to make those small wins. The positive reinforcement of self from this accountability will continue to push you towards the completion of your goals. The flip side being unaccountability. While it is the absence of telling yourself good job for the task, it's something that will slowly chip away at your ability to move forward. Introducing our negativity bias. As a species, we are inclined to remember the negative things more than the positive ones. This is why our news is skewed to the negative. This is why we tend to believe bad things about people more readily than we want to believe good ones. Now, we may not know exactly why we're programmed this way, but if I were to take a page out of my anthropology class books, I would tend to think the reason for this bias would have to do with survivability. Back in the day of the cave people, the bad things that happened to us or our groups needed to be remembered so that we could pass them down via drawings or tales. This would allow us as a people to survive with the important life-altering information being continually passed down the line. While we are no longer living in a world of what berries to eat or not eat, or which areas of our land are likely to cause us death, we haven't lost the talent for handing down the negative information. So unfortunately, while the negativity bias has allowed us to get where we are, we now need to find a way to fight against it to progress ourselves. The good news is, there are a lot of ways to help you combat it. Small wins are a great way to help us combat this negative bias. Now, they for sure aren't the only way, but they are definitely a help. When you can stop talking negatively to yourself in your head or aloud, pushing yourself to reframe the way that you're seeing a situation, those times that you're working on changing your patterns, or as you're trying to actively spend more time looking at the good, these are all small wins. While reading a good book or going for a walk or simply taking time to be thankful for all that you have, these are some easy wins and easy ways to hit home on canceling out that negativity bias. The important thing is that you start teaching your mind to look for the parts of your days that bring you joy instead of the times that cause you pain. Speaking of the opposite of bad times, the opposite of things that can cause you to become negatively triggered and cause you frustration are called glimmers. These are small moments within your day that bring you peace or cause you joy or make you smile. They may make your nervous system calm down and make you feel safe. Shifting your focus to start looking for these glimmers in your day can help you further celebrate your small wins. Take the time to notice them, and they'll feel like they happen more often, bringing the frequency illusion back into play from our previous episode. Now that you're equipped with reasoning, neuroscience, and ways to help you celebrate your small wins, get out there and start changing your life, one small consistent step at a time. If you need a reminder about any of the things we've talked about today, or want to hear more tricks on how to get where you're going, come back anytime. I'll be here.
And as always, thank you so much for hanging out with me today. I've enjoyed our time together. If you want to join me again for another chat, you can keep your eyes peeled every Wednesday for a new episode. Feel free to follow me at MindWealth on Instagram if you want to get to know me a little bit in the meantime. I'm looking forward to seeing you next week.